Do you know any knock-knock jokes? Knock-knock. Who's there? Cow says. Cow says who? No, silly, a cow says <laughs> moo! <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Cows do uh, say moo. See, you cheered me up. Thank oh, you. What a way to start. My name's Will. And my name's Steve. You haven't got time to read War and Peace. Even if it is one of the greatest novels of all time. 587,000 words. 612 grams. That's the weight of the book. 500 characters, 361 chapters, 3 volumes, 2 epilogues, and a collection of maps. We're going to summarise all of it for you. This is War and Peace in just 7 years. (laughs) Steve. Will. Welcome. Welcome to you. And welcome to you, listeners all over the world. Welcome to episode 32. Oh! Oh, what a good number, divisible by 16. Oh, we said we wouldn't do this. (laughs) We said we'd stop doing that, didn't we? Anyway, welcome to everyone from around the world. We've got so many new listeners who have joined us uh, for this season. So great to have you all here. Just going to read a few out. Um, We've got listeners in uh, Calgary, Alberta. Uh, Porto in Porto, according to our stats. How's it going in Porto? Clichy in Ile-de-France. Oh, love a bit of Clichy. How's it going there, guys? Sao Paulo. Barnet in England. How's it going? And of course, I, I'm going to say the furthest reaches of America, Anchorage in Alaska. Oh. So you're all very welcome. Very welcome. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for sharing the podcast. What more can we say? Great. And thank you. And we would assume you'd be saying back, no, thank you. And we'd say, stop it. Stop <laughs> like it. To think. Stop it. Stop, stop it. it. You're too kind. No, thank, thank you. Thank you. Steve. What happened last week, my friend? Last week, Bad Bad Booties was um, kind of about the naughty, naughty boy Dolokhov. Such a naughty boy. His behaviour in the past has come back to haunt him, riding all those bears, you know, all of the dares and stuff that he's been doing, all that rum. Sad story. It's a very sad story, but he's been demoted. Will he work his way back up the ranks? Hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. And other than that, it was just a big, big parade slash inspection all sorts of uh, military dignitaries coming to look at the Russian army, uh, just kind of sitting around, I guess, waiting to go to war. Making sure those coats were great and they were looking fine. <laughs> it was... Oh. And of course, as, as the title suggests, they don't have very good boots. So hopefully they'll get that sorted out. Bad, bad booties. But enough, enough of that. Onwards to the next bit. The reading. (laughs) Steve, I may have found mysmurfs.com. This is going to blow your mind, some of this stuff. I shudder to think what your equivalent of Smurfs is. I'm going to give you some clues and I want you to guess who this is. Lots of French, lots of German. Sex, female. Species, pig. (laughs) Okay. I was going to... I need a little bit more information still, but I'm getting a female pig. I assume she can talk. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Personally, it would be a pleasure to hand over the supreme command of the army. Mm. This might give it away where she's born. She was born in Pepper Pig's house. Oh, <laughs> hello. Hello. 
we shall confidently await the moment when the Imperial Russian Army will be fully equipped. Do you know what I've just realised? I'm on some very weird fan site. Mate, this is fanfic. Pepper the Pig. This isn't this real. Is, <laughs> what this what is have you done? Weird. Get off there. The member of the Hofkriegsgrath looked at him severely. Oh my god, Steve. How tall is she? In. There's no point doing it in ham. She is ham. <laughs> uh. 40 centimetres. <laughs> this is wild stuff. <laughs> She's seven foot. No, no way. Mate, get off this stupid website. It's, it's just full of Peppa Pig lies. What are you doing? We'll put a... We'll put a picture of Peppa Pig on our Instagram, and when you see it, just imagine she's seven foot tall. I can't believe you're on this just <laughs> cesspit of Peppa Pig nonsense. This is wild stuff. I consider myself fortunate to have such a subordinate by me. Silly Peppa. <laughs> seven foot tall monster pig. Professional firework rider. He involuntarily looked around at the aide de camp. Steve, would you like any more facts about Pepper the Pig? Uh, no, I think I'm just going to stop the chapter there. Thank you. Steve, well done. You've just read a bit of book two of War and Peace, one of the greatest books in the world. Well done, you. What happened? Okay, well, fortunately, we're not reading War and Peace fan fiction today. We're reading actual War and Peace. (laughs) Fair point, fair point. What we've learned about fan fiction, that's a good thing so far. It's a cesspit. So last last week we had a really good review of the troops. It was called a review, like a parade. Um, that's over now. They've had this really good review. And now Kutsuzov has taken the Austrian general back to his room for a private little chit-chat. Oh, lovely. They've got some papers. They've got some letters. There's a big plan on the table. Got some nice sandwiches. I assume so. I assume so. Look. Little little um, corner sandwiches with just cucumber in. Yeah, little little plate of sausage rolls. Oh, oh. yeah, big plate of sausage oh. rolls. Yeah, big one actually, really big. <laughs> Some hula hoops. Yeah, in a bowl, a bowl. so you know it's classy. <laughs> bowl of skittles. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's in bowls. The sandwiches are in bowls. Andy Pandy says, "Well, he's being very helpful. Uh, he's bringing in papers. He's putting. Oh. He's, he's got documents on the conditions of the troops. He's got letters uh, from people." So he's he's a very good boy. Um, yeah, good boy, good boy. And just to remind you, the Austrian guy that's there is the is the general from the Hofkriegsgrath. Mm. It's a tough one that word. Hofkriegsgrath. <laughs> what does it mean? You, you you found out last week. War council. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so they're, they're having a chat. They're both pretending to be really nice to each other, um, but actually they don't, they don't really they don't feel that way. Ooh. Kutsakov says this. It was evident that Kutuzov himself listened with pleasure to his own voice. It would be a pleasure to hand over the supreme command of the army to the hands of a better informed and more skilful general, of which whom Austria had so many, and to lay down all this heavy responsibility. But circumstances sometimes are too strong for us, general. Oh, bad booties. Have you seen the boots? Yeah, well, I, I, it's, I don't think it's quite that. I mean, basically what it comes down to is, the Austrians want them to go and do some warring and mm. the Russians are just, for some reason, I don't quite know, hanging around, doing all these parades. Listen, we can't be bothered. Uh, it's all a little bit awkward between the two of them. I've written orcs in my notes, a little bit orcs. 
It turns out that the intel that you have in this time about the weather, what's going on in the war, where the troops are, it's not very good. And it all comes down to, perhaps predictably, letters. Oh, wow, they love them. So bearing in mind that the Russians are there to fight the war with the Austrians, amongst other people, it's not totally clear to them at this point if the Austrian army, Archduke Ferdinand's Austrian army, has been victorious or completely defeated. <laughs> it's, it's great to have that exist in both states. Yeah. We could be doing very well or we could have already lost. Yeah, exactly. Because the letters, obviously, <laughs> they take a long time to come and then stuff changes. Yeah. So here's the latest letter from Archduke Ferdinand. I'm just going to call him Fergie. That makes perfect sense, mate. Please do. <laughs> so here's Fergie's letter. Just to warn you, there's a lot of mention of um, like rivers, different rivers and stuff. So if you're scared of water or you don't like, don't like rivers... Yeah, yeah. Be careful. Thanks, uh, Steve. That's really nice of you to do that. We we rarely do that. If you are river-phobic, be careful. This is the letter. We have fully concentrated the forces of nearly 70,000 men with which to attack and defeat the army should they cross the Lech. Nice. You can count how many rivers there are, Will, if you like. Also, as we are masters of Ulm, we cannot be deprived of the advantage of commanding both sides of the Danube so that the enemy should not cross the Lech, we can cross the Danube throw ourselves into his line of communications, recross the river, low down, and frustrate his intention, should he try to direct his whole force against our faithful ally. Okay, well, there are three (laughs) rivers mentioned. Uh, One of them I've been in, the Danube, so I understand uh, what they're talking about there. That's a tough river to fight a war on. And the um, the Ulm and the, the Lech, have you got much experience? Unfortunately, in terms of my military experience, I don't have much experience with those two particular rivers, mm. but uh, I, I've heard of and seen and paddled in the Danube. <laughs> so, well, so it's good. It's really great yeah. to have your first-hand account. <laughs> it's useful, isn't it? really it? brings it to life. I'll tell you what, mate, I'll write you a quick letter about it and I'll send it to you and you could have a little read in a couple of months when it arrives. Great to read that when that arrives, yeah. <laughs> So the letter basically says that the Austrian army is waiting by a river, several rivers, for the Russians to turn up. And they can't wait. Can't be bothered. Where are they? Send us a letter. Kutsasov sighed deeply on finishing this paragraph and looked at the member of the Hofkriegsgrath mildly and attentively. Hmm. <laughs> hmm, friend. Hmm. Okay, so then he sends Andy Pandy away and he's like, uh, write up a summary of this in French and send it to the emperor. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Andy. Get right on that, Andy. And now we're going with Andy. We're following Andy. The camera's with Andy. Yeah. Steady cam shot. Yeah. This is a quote. (laughs) Though not much time had passed since Prince Andrew had left Russia, he had changed greatly during that period. So, Will, just remind us, what was Andy Pandy like before he left Russia? What was was his personality like? What What was he about? He was just a big negative Nancy, Debbie Downer, is moping around, hates his life, hates his wife, doesn't really have a purpose. Just sort of, you know, in the expression of his face, in his movements, in his walk, scarcely a trace was left of his affected languor and indolence. Oh, do you know what? All it took to cheer Andy Pandy up was a bloody war. Yeah. Good luck to him. <laughs> All he needed was a bit of war. His face is expressing satisfaction with himself and those around him. <sighs> he's got a big smile on his face and he's uh, more attractive, according to Tolstoy. Fantastic. That's really good advice for anyone listening today. If you're a bit down in the dumps <laughs> or you, you don't feel like you look your best, go to war, silly. <laughs> his colleagues either like him or respect him. Or fear him. Nice. And um, Kutsasov has taken a bit of a shine to him. Ah, we salute you, Andy. We salute you. 
Kutsasov has been sending nice letters about him uh, to Andy's dad, Nasty Nick, saying what a great guy he is, what a great army guy he is. He'll be reading those whilst he's getting powdered and shouting at people. <laughs> Absolutely. We followed Andy Pandy and we're outside Kutsasov's office now. And there's a bit of a kind of like water cooler chat scene now. Oh, leaning on the old water cooler. Andy Pandy's there. Kozlovsky's there. He's an on-duty aide-de-camp having a bit of a chat. Quick question, Steve. Sorry to interrupt. Is that new guy a little bit stout, perchance? <laughs> it's not mentioned. So <laughs> okay. it's safe to assume that he is stout. Good to know. Well, Prince, asked Kozlovsky. I am ordered to write a memorandum explaining why we are not advancing. And why is it? Prince Andrew shrugged his shoulders. Any news from Mac? That's a bit of water cooler chat, if you're wondering. Uh, wow. Sorry, <laughs> I was silent there. I was I was enraptured by that back and forth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Suddenly, <gasps> someone's arrived. Ah! It's a shock. Ah! Oh, who is it? Oh, oh, crikey. It's only bloody... 17 aide-de-camps. No, I'll give you a clue. Cheers. It's a tall Austrian general in a great coat <gasps> with the order of Maria Theresa on his neck and a black bandage around his head. He's coming quickly. He slammed the door. Say no more. It's old black band head. <laughs> no, no, maybe these clues will help you. Okay. He's a bit shaken up. He's bumbling around and his lips are quivering and <gasps> trembling. He's doing a sort of scary humming. Oh my God, it's only humming Harry. Good guess, so close. He must speak to Commander-in-Chief Kutsasov. He must. It's the postman. Kinda, not really. Yeah. Okay, so Kutsasov comes out. He hears this guy humming, I assume, through the door. Hang on, that sounds like humming Harry. <laughs> this bloke says in a broken voice, Vous voyez le malheureux Mac. He is Mac. Good. Well, I'd, I'd put it through Google Translate, but um, you've got it just like that. Humming Harry is Mac. Do you know how I got that, Steve? Yeah. Because you said Mac at the end. So smart. So <laughs> the, the Google translation of that is, you see before you the hapless Mac. So this is Mac, General Mac. And um, yes, you're right, Will. He has come with some news. It's bad news, I'm afraid. So ah, bugger. sit down, gather your family around you. Here's a quote. The report which had been circulated that the Austrians had been beaten and the whole army had surrendered at Ulm proved to be correct. It's quite a confusing sentence, but the Austrians had been beaten. And they surrendered. I know. <laughs> Cowards. Cowards. That's it. Really embarrassing. Cowards. I'd never surrender. Not if there was a river near me. I'd, I'd jump in the river. Yeah, well, you know a lot about the Danube, so you... you <laughs> You'd know how to... It wouldn't have happened to you. Not on my watch. Within half an hour, the agents had been sent in various directions with orders which showed that the Russian troops would soon have to meet their enemy. So the army's getting ready on this news. Listen, Russians, it's time to go and sort these chaps out. The Austrians, the bloody cowards, have surrendered. Let's go smash them up, yeah? Yeah? That's probably word for word what the letters said. Yeah! <laughs> Come on! So it's kind of like, it's wartime now. Um, how does Andy feel about this, Will? He is pumped. Yeah, he, he's, he's got mixed emotions. He's in a few... Okay, sure. He's in three yeah, yeah, minds about I mean. this, I'm going to say. So he's, wow. he's secretly... This is, a bit, this is a bit mean, I think. He's secretly pleased that their allies, arrogant Austria, as he calls them, have been defeated. Well, he's, <laughs> he's one with words, isn't he? I love it. He hates Austria. He's joyfully yeah. agitated about the prospects of 
finally fighting the French. He's shaking with joy. Yeah, let's go smash the Frenchies. But also he's worried that Bonaparte's genius might outweigh all the courage of the Russian troops. And at the same time, he could not admit the idea of his hero being disgraced. That is weird. Why do some of them really, really respect Bonaparte when he's essentially going to war with them? I don't understand that at all. From what I understand, the French culture this time is really influential. And they're, you know, he maybe what he's doing is a good thing. They're not really sure, I think, at this point. At least some of them are kind of impressed with him. Mate, do you know what I'm seeing in my mind now? A head-to-head. Andy Pandy and Bonaparte. Andy's crying, but you're my hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, and then he punches him with a big boxing yeah, glove yeah, 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 yeah. and his head comes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, something like that could ha- happen. Yeah, sure. The well, we'll, have to, end. we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. We don't know what's going to happen. We've only read a little bit of the book so far. We really don't know. So my suggestion, as silly as it may seem to some, could be correct. But before he can leave, something happens in the corridor. <gasps> Everyone's in the corridor, they're all milling around, all the important people, everyone. And then um, this guy called Zer- Zerkov. Yeah, I know Zerkov from last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did you do last week? So he's pals with Dolokhov from back in the day. Yeah. So he'll probably know Andy Pandy as well. They're all old chums, I think. He's, he's in Dolokhov's mm. gang. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he runs up and he says in a breathless voice, They're coming! They're coming! Stand aside! Make way! Please make way! Oh my God, who's coming? The the French. On the face of the wag Zerkov, there suddenly appeared a stupid smile of glee, which he seemed unable to suppress. What? What's going on? He he got punked. (laughs) (laughs) You got punked. It was a a classic joke. It was a joke, yeah. (laughs) I'm only joking. We're not all going to (laughs) die. Silly. What are you looking scared for? He thinks it's hilarious. Zerkov's having a great time. There's no time to be making jokes like that, Zerkov, you moron. Well, you've read the room correctly, mate. I don't think think Zerkov has quite read the room. The Austrian guy from the Austrian general from the Hofkriegsgrath says, Gott, I can't, I don't speak German, so I apologise. I apologise for this. He says... Don't apologise, mate. I do, I do apologise. He says, Gott wie naive, which translates to, God, what naivety. What naivety. What a poorly, poorly placed joke. He should have done a little not-not joke instead, lighting him up that way. The fallout for this isn't over, mate. Andy Pandy goes pale. He says, If you, sir, choose to make a buffoon of yourself, he said sharply with a slight trembling of the lower jaw, but I warn you that if you dare to play the fool in my presence, I will teach you to behave yourself. Oh, you hear that, you silly Billy. You're a silly, silly Billy. You, you've been a silly Billy one too many times, <laughs> Billy. Come, what's the matter, old fellow? Now Andy's so annoyed, he starts speaking in French. Angry Andy Pandy. Really? This is what happens. When people are so angry and war and peace, they, they switch language. I'm mad as hell. French time. What's the matter? exclaimed Prince Andrew, standing still in his excitement. Quarantine mille hommes massacrés et l'arme de non ali détruite et vous trouvez la le mot pour rire. I apologise. What does that mean, Will? Come on. <laughs> what is, what's your translation of that? I, I'm, I saw, I'm sorry for my pronunciation there. That's okay. I know you're yeah, very well, good I at think, that, so French, so. Yeah, I think what Angry Pandy is saying is you are an absolute tart. I'm bloody... In two minds to ask you to stand outside for a bit. Yeah, sort sort of. 
Um, actually, not really at all, actually. That's completely wrong. Okay. 40,000 men massacred and the army of our allies destroyed. And you find that a cause for jesting? Oh, fair enough. It's disgusting. It's fair enough. Zerkov is a jerkov. <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> Come on. I'll give you that one. That was good. Cheers, mate. He continues. C'est bien pour un garçon de rien comme ce individu dont vous avez fait un ami, mais pas pour vous. Pas pour vous. I again apologize for that. Yeah, yeah. What does Read it... the whole thing though, didn't you? <laughs> what does that mean, Will? God, now he's like, listen, Zerkov. Yeah. You're not having any sausage rolls right, okay. anymore. Right. Right, well, I'm glad you were listening closely. You heard the word sausage roll in there, did you? I just, I'm vibing. I'm yeah. just, I know how angry, angry yeah. Pandy is. <laughs> He's living. Yeah, and you know the sort of thing people say in French, so you can work it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what he actually said. It's all very well for that good-for-nothing fellow of whom you have made a friend, but not for you. Not for you. I think he's talking about Dolokhov there. I think he's saying Dolokhov's yeah. really well-connected, but you're not so well-connected, pal. So watch yourself. Enough of the silly billies, you little billy. This is nearly the end of the chapter now. He's just closing this, uh, this argument, I suppose, with this extremely cutting remark. He says it in Russian, but still with a French accent, so I'll give that a go. Only a hobbledehoy could amuse himself in this way. And then he turns and he walks out of the corridor. I assume he drops the mic. He's bloody drop-kicked the mic. The mic's in pieces. There we go. Excuse me, I'd like to know uh, the insult. Hobbledehoy is what I, I, I heard. Yes, that's, that's it. Only a hobbledehoy could amuse himself in this way. And that, my friend, is our new catchphrase. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Put it in the quote book. Just say it yourself. <laughs> You bloody hobbledehoy. A bunch of hobbledehoys amusing yourself. What is this? What, are, what is this? What, a giant bunch of hobbledehoys? What, what are you all? A bunch of hobbledehoys or what? Good uh, Lord. Uh, you silly hobbledehoy. Oh, so there we go, Will. That was it. Uh, some some chit-chat in the office and, and the start of war. Real war. It's the summary summary. All right, mate. A lot was covered there. Um, they chat with letters. War is coming and Andy Pandy is not happy. Andy Pandy is a changed man now. He's, he hasn't actually seen anything yet, but he's really, he's really in the army now. He's really got in with all the army stuff. He is in and he does not suffer hobbledehoys <laughs> gladly, I believe is yeah. the phrase. I think that's the phrase and he doesn't <laughs> suffer them gladly, not the hobbledehoys. <laughs> he really doesn't. Oh, I'm looking forward to summarising this. I'm back. It's season two. Reach for the stars, mate. That's what I suggest. You can do anything if you set your mind to it. I'm ready. Okay. Ten seconds on the timer, starting in three, two, one. It's all gone hobbledehoy. Austrians, they've surrendered. It's wartime in the river. Zerkov is a jerkov, and boy is Andy angry. No time for the hobble. Very good. Very good. That was one of your that was one of your better ones. If not the best one, that was one of the better ones. That was really well done. Cheers, mate. Professional, clean, very to the point. good. It was great. Welcome back. Season two, Will. None of my old self. <laughs> You're back. I'm ready now. You're back. What a chapter. It's all gone hobbledehoy. It really has. I think we've got a lot of hobbledehoy on the tracks ahead of us. We do, mate. It really is wartime. It's interesting uh, from 
a war perspective that some people are glad that their allies are getting murdered and stuff. But, you know, it's complicated, this war stuff. I think the geopolitical situation in sort of Eastern mm. Europe area is, is confusing. Not everyone likes it's all each over other. the place. It's not, <laughs> it's not clear. Not everyone's friends. Yeah, it does seem odd that you have loads of respect for the leader of the enemy and are glad that your own mates uh, are getting beaten. But hey, what do we know? What do we know about quite literally anything? Napoleon's just a bloody impressive guy. That's what I'm getting from He's this. He's a bloody genius. He's a powder monkey. Oh. Need you say more? Need we say more? We need say more, but next week. <laughs> see, see, see next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll stop there. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of War and Peace in just seven years. Thank you. You are a legend. We would love it if you shared the show. Pick an episode, this one, anyone, and put it on Twitter or Instagram or just tell your mates about it. We want as many people as possible to come along with us on this journey. So thank you in advance. Thank you. If you can take just a couple of minutes just to share it with someone or tell someone about it, that means a million things to us. It means a million to us. It means a million. So anyway, (laughs) it means a million. And here are the silly bits. Cuts to three years' time. I would never have thought all of those kangaroos would have come over the the horizon at the last moment. Did the French really ride so many kangaroos at that time? (laughs) What a a wild book. (laughs) It got really, really weird towards the end. But there you go. And the way that they deployed all those snakes, thousands of snakes. I wouldn't have thought you could train that many snakes. Certainly certainly not to do that. (laughs) Incredible. What a wild book. Take away his sausage rolls. Knock, knock. Who's there? Twit. Oh, this is going to be a good one. (laughs) Twit who? Did someone just hear an owl? (laughs) (laughs) You got me! (laughs) Did somebody just hear an owl? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Why would you be so terrified? Who cares? Maybe that joke's funnier if it's two mice talking to each other. Yeah, that would be good. But there isn't really a preamble set up like that usually in knock-knock jokes. I'm a mouse. Knock-knock. <laughs> Hello, mouse friend. <laughs> oh, Who? is that the door? Did, uh, wait. <laughs> what, is that oh. the mouse door? Oh, no, an owl. <laughs> ah, our mortal enemy. 